Hello and welcome to MTG Profits. This is episode 35 and we are coming at you. I am your host, Devin, and as always, joined by uh, Andy. Hey, everybody. And uh, this is a podcast about uh, Magic the Gathering. We talk about basically all things magic. We spice it up with a little non-magic here and there, but mostly about magic and the financial aspects of magic, as well as some, some news information. As always, I want to point you to our website. Go ahead and check out mtgprofits.com. And uh, also you can check us out on YouTube as well, if that's your jam, uh, as well as listening to the podcast. We appreciate your listening and your uh, feedback. And um, I know it's been a big, uh, sort of a, a big news, uh, well, I don't know if it's been a big news week, but more interesting news. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of, lot of things happening lately. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, I always just want to talk about uh, Avengers Endgame and uh, Game of Thrones, but yeah. uh, I, guess, I guess we'll just talk about magic, huh? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, if yeah. you haven't seen either of those, go see them. They're, they're worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say they're both good. I will say if you're going to go see the, the Endgame, the... Um, uh, make sure you go to the bathroom first. It's very long. <laughs> it was a, it was a big sit. <laughs> it was a big sit. I definitely was feeling it by the end. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I knew that it was like over. It was like three hours or whatever. I specifically planned to go to a movie that has the fully mechanical reclining seats. I don't know if you're aware. Oh, nice. of that. Yeah, I I've experienced that once. It was very nice. <laughs> yeah, they they fully recline 180 degrees. They basically turn into a bed. You know, they go way nice. flat. So, because uh, three hours is a long time to sit in. Well, I should say three and a half hours because of the freaking previews. Oh, oh yeah, all the previews and uh, that. Good grace. So, and uh, the previews were singularly unimpressive, I thought. But uh, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, but I thought the movie was really good. But uh, yeah. but uh, I guess on to on to magic. Really. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> You had sent me uh, an interesting article earlier in the week about um, the, uh, the 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 cheaters caught red-handed. Yes, you know we we've kind of had some some articles and discussion about this in the past about the the cheaters and and kind of some of those evil nerds who have have uh, turned uh, to the dark side. Turned to the dark side of magic and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess whenever you have a game, uh, any sort of game, and especially one that's there's money involved too, that there's going to be cheaters. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. The um this one uh, in particular I thought was funny. I don't know if you read like the details or some of the follow-up details on uh, any other news sources, but did you want to give uh, the summary of what happened to old uh, Yuya? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 story here is uh Japan's Yuya Watanabe uh, twice player of the year, member of Magic's Hall of Fame. He got kicked out of the Mythic Championship 2 in London after uh, some of the judges found markings on the, the back of his cards. Um, That's you funny. Know, have you seen what the markings look like? I have. I actually been looking at the markings. <laughs> and so funny. If you, you know, if you look really close, I mean, you can see there is a little, little uh, kind of, I don't know, a little scrape or a little tear in, in some of the corners of them. Uh, but if you look at kind of the, uh, I guess, the... The full images of all of the cards in his deck, I mean, it's almost imperceptible to, to see anything there. You know, it's funny if you zoom in on those, it, it actually is, um, it's so super, like, super, f f like, flagrant what he had done. Not only were they marked, but he marked them uniquely. So, 
the for example the the so I guess to give a little of the backstory the, yeah the, get, uh, the 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 Watanabe plays uh, Tron in um, in uh, he was playing a Tron deck and for people that are aware Tron is where you try to assemble the the Urza Tron the three pieces of the Tron lands the Urza's power plant Urza's tower and Urza's mine and um, you want to get one of each and so what he had done was he had marked them so that the towers, I believe, had a bend in the upper left corner, the power plants had a bend in the upper right corner, and the mines <laughs> had a little fingernail scuff on the lower right corner, I believe. So, so they were specifically marked so that he knew which one was coming. Uh, not only that it was a Tron land, but which Tron land it was. Yeah. So it was it was extra amazing, and and then and then to, as a bonus he 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 and it's so funny because he even posted these images as to as to exonerate himself. Yeah. And um, the, the so there was like one of the three or let's say two. So out of those twelve lands, you know, three three sets of four, two were non-marked, uh, as if to show that. Look how legit this is, you know. This, this because those two weren't marked. There, you know, there was no, uh, no uh, mark. Yeah, it can't be. <laughs> so, um, although of special note, not a single other card in the entire deck or sideboard was marked in the same fashion. So. Yeah. Yeah. The judges were so so sure of it. That I I believe they they used something that there was a zero chance that it was not intentional. <laughs> like, that was the terminology <laughs> used. And it's important to note that, like, the judges very are very, really lenient in these calls. And, um, and uh, typically the, uh, the, uh, the cheating, it doesn't really end in much of, a, much of a, anything other than a slap on the wrist, you know, which I think yeah, is yeah. actually why it's done so much. But so I thought that was really something. He was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark my lands and make it so I can tell ones are coming and and, um, and, and to, to uh, give his side of the story he says that, um, uh, that there were sleeves I used they were starting to get worn out uh, I um, what was it let's see um, I needed to do something to change my, my mental state and uh, he's like oh I, I thought this was just going to be a normal normal deck check and I don't know how they became marked. <laughs> it was funny because you're exactly right. I believe the sleeves were changed to the cheaty sleeves after he had lost a bunch of games. Yeah. And yep, where he exactly. had to win all the remaining games. So he went full cheat. And, and, and guess what? Started winning all the remaining games. So, Surprise. 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 Exactly. That's so funny. You know, I think it's really, it's really unfortunate. The the amount of cheating that takes place at high level tournaments is is um, is I would consider highly unfortunate. This guy had nothing, no reason to cheat. This was the guy who had made it finally. You know, yeah. he was he was making seventy five grand a year. You know, getting paid by wizards. It, yep. You know, in entering uh, the Mythic Edition tournament or whatever they were calling it, the yep. Mythic Championships, of mm-hmm. which there were only, I believe, 64 players. And to top it off, like 32 of them are not even Magic players. They're like <laughs> they're like Hearthstone streamers. You know what yep. I mean? So mm-hmm, this guy mm-hmm. had a chance at like, you know, million dollar prize pool. He's getting paid, you know, serious money for playing Magic. And he's still cheating. He's still cheating. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a circumstance in which this guy would not cheat? He has yeah. every 
nothing. He has achieved the end goal. Yeah, you know? yeah, he made it to the, the you, you would the think like championship. Okay, yep. I've been cheating for a while. I gotta take it easy now because now I've made it. And now I just want to stay where I am. But no, he keeps at it. It's yep. like he couldn't help himself. You know, it's crazy. But it seems like that's a, a common theme with these cheaters. Like they just yeah. can't stop themselves. They can't stop themselves from cheating on camera. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> the um. What was the more recent one with the um. Not Mike Long. It was um, Bertaccini. Oh. Alex Bertaccini. Yeah, where yeah. He had the last palm that. those decks or mm-hmm. the, the card where he would just flip a card up, or no, he would pull a card from his uh, graveyard and replay it and shuffle yeah. it back into his hand. It was like sleight of hand techniques. Like these things were done on camera. People were catching him on camera cheating. You know, <laughs> and that was a guy that had been DQ'd. I want to say two times prior. So yeah. this was his third DQ. So. It's funny. Really, really uh, amazing. But, do you think uh, this is like a solo effort that like he decided to do the cheating? Or do you think his like team, you know, also was aware of this? You know, I have no idea. I, I think I think the cheating runs somewhat rampant. And I think it's I think it's just something that's done. I think <clears> people do. They I think they have the mentality that if I can get away with it, I will try to get away yeah. with it. Because the penalties have historically been way too low, way sure. too low. You know, no, it'd be like, no penalty, I may as well do it. You know, it'd be like a one-game disqualification. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, I might as well cheat and cheat and cheat until I get caught. Then I'll get a one-game DQ, but I will have made it like so far along. Yep. You know that I will have made it like way farther than I could have made it by playing legitimately. So sure. the risk is the reward was so far, so, so far better. ahead of the yeah. risk, and. Um, you know, it throws in a question, too, like his whole history then. I mean, like, well, are you actually a good player or are you just someone who's been really good at cheating in the past? You know, I'm pretty sure it's got to be the cheat. You know, it's like the, it's what they're finding, too, is the people that have these like, you know, historically really strong records like in the arena. They're not doing well. They're not faring well in these uh, these non-physical uh, games. Yeah. So, like with the MTG online and things, they don't seem to do nearly as well. You know, like where you see a lot of the same names, you know, mm-hmm. in, in paper, you know, a lot of familiar names, and, yeah. and people win like, you know, 80% of their games. Like in a game of variance like Magic, you should not be winning 80% of your games. No, no. Once you reach the highest echelon of play in really any competitive game, you should win 50% of your games. You know, yep. once you have reached that top tier, or really any tier, as long as you are evenly matched, you basically should be at the point where you're winning half your games. So yeah. when you're winning 80% of your games, something's probably not right, and that might need to be looked at. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I remember the... Uh, I, so so just to go back a little bit, so he was inducted into the Magic Hall of Fame uh, 2016, yeah. and... Um, so it now turns out that uh, 100% of the 2016 inducted class has now been uh, shamed and or uh, removed wow. from uh, – because you know who the other one was, which brings uh, us to another news item. Uh, who was, was the uh, – The, um, the uh, Turtenwald. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Turtenwald. Yeah. So he was the other uh, he was the other class of 2016 uh, Hall of Fame inductees. So yeah. that, those were the only two. So – they have uh, been wow. disgraced and uh, cast out. Jeez. So it seems like that's a magic card, cast out. Cast out. I think it is a cast, yeah. cast down. Yeah. Is it cast out? Yeah. Uh, I, be- 
Can't remember, I believe. It's that yeah. black one is the new one, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, so that was that. But wow. uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, some of the other cheats. So the um, so that we had Bertaccini. He had been DQ'd for uh, I, I want to say a couple of years for his multiple encounters of cheating. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Long kept coming back after more cheating, and had uh, even had the Mark Rosewater say that um, he felt that Mike Long needed to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He felt uh, felt that there was a need for that. And um, at, at one point on his uh, blog blogatog, he had mentioned that. Uh, he felt Magic needed a villain, like a real a real life villain, and he had sort of tagged pegged Mike Long to be that person. Well, um, apparently Mike Long was the known cheater, and I was, guess that's good publicity. You know, <laughs> but uh, sort of the wrong way to go in a competitive game, I would think. Yeah. Um, and are you familiar with the um, the Tamahara Saito style cheat? <sighs> he um, he was another Not Japanese familiar. player, and yeah. um, he would do something that was sort of like extra special. And um, it wasn't palming the cards or, like, hiding the cards in your lap. It wasn't drawing yeah. extra cards or fiddling with your graveyard or, or marking mm-hmm. the cards. What he would do in the middle of a game, and um, what he would do is he would pick up his deck, shuffle it, and hand it to the opponent and, and say, go ahead and cut the deck. Yeah. The opponent, in a semi-bewildered state, thinking that maybe he would have just... Um, just maybe uh, fetch land, you know, like yeah, yeah. like crack, crack to fetch and put it yeah. in. The, would would then pick up the deck and shuffle it. At that moment, Sato would call a judge over and say that his opponent had picked up his deck and started manipulating it. Oh jeez! So, <laughs> God, he gotten away with this. So then, basically, get get the auto win. So he would pick up his own deck for no reason, shuffle the deck, and tell the opponent to cut the deck. When the opponent cut the deck, he'd call the judge over and say the opponent mani- was manipulating his deck. Wow. And he got wins like this dozens of times. That's some serious BS. Yes. This was not like a once or twice or three time thing. This happened something like 40 odd times. Wow. You know, this was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> hey. so, and apparently, like, he stopped getting away with it as he started playing in more Western countries. So what had happened was he was playing in more, I guess, like Asian countries, where what okay. would happen was by the time the judge would get called over and, and you got caught. So say say you are Saito and I'm the, sure. the opponent. You said, oh, cut my deck. So I'd reach over, pick up your deck and start cutting it. He yeah. calls the judge over. I'm embarrassed at holding the cards. Don't understand why, what I'm doing, why I'm holding the yeah. cards. So I would basically just fold up and go away. So just to sort of save face and end the yeah. as quickly as possible, you know. So it started to fail him when he started playing in places like the United States where people don't give a, an F about Oh, yeah, about, yeah. They're going to freaking their, call them on it. <laughs> about their embarrassment. They don't, want, they don't care to be embarrassed. It was not. So that's when that started to fail as, as a tactic. But um, I, I thought that was an amazing cheat. It, it's so oh, funny. Please. It is pretty funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like, yes. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Golly, I, I I think this comment sums it up here. I, I'm on. This is someone's comment on a message board regarding this this the, the guy with the um, uh, what's what's his name? Yu Yu or whatever you yeah, uh, Tanabe. Yu Yu Ya or whatever. Yeah. Yu um, Ya. Uh, regarding his his uh, car, marked cards, he said, Nah. Those are clearly visible and designed to be seen. That's too uniform to be normal. F this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
<laughs> Funny <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> So, so yeah. that's, I guess uh, maybe we should come up with a new segment called Cheaty Face in the News. Cheaty Faces in the News. <laughs> that, was a, that was a card, wasn't it? The Cheaty Face? Yeah, yeah, it was. One of those yeah. uncards or whatever. Funny. Funny stuff. Uh, well, you know, there's always going to be cheaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, cheaters going to cheat, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So funny. <laughs> but uh, uh, what other yeah. news did we have this week? So we had the the cheaty face in the news, and then we had uh, seems like uh, other other big news here. Ah, uh, well, well, let's see. I mean, um, there was news last. Uh, well, I think I think it happened in the last week or so. But um, uh, about Hasbro, Hasbro reported their Q1 earnings. Uh, right. To get back into the financial aspect of things, um, they blew the doors off. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was basically positive news uh, that had come out of that. Um, basically, they, re- they were saying they've they've come out of the they've come out of the doldrums and and recovered from the closing of Toys R Us. So they're stopping. Uh, apparently, you're going to not use that as an excuse for bad performance. And exactly. Yep. They said that they're um, they're they're doing good in their digital gaming. Um, they're, they're experiencing growth in Arena and other tabletop magic stuff. You know what's uh, funny, and I don't know if you noticed this, but what they do is they, they seem to like to hide where their earnings come from. Sure. So what they do is, and this is not typical of, of, of any publicly traded business, but what they, what they do is um, they tend to mask how much money is coming specifically from magic. And the way they do it, have you seen how they do it? They lump magic in with Monopoly. So, yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, they lump it in with their Monopoly earnings. So they call it like something like their tabletop games segment, which includes Magic the Gathering and Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I can't imagine Monopoly being a big seller. I like, wouldn't think so. You know, so I would imagine that realistically. Most of that money is really coming from magic. I would, yeah, that makes more sense. Although, you know, I am surprised that Monopoly is still still going, and that they 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 now have all these. I'm sure you've probably seen like it. Star Wars Monopoly, exactly. It's all these like different branded Monopoly. Star Wars, and I don't know, Lord of the Rings Monopoly, and whatever. Monopoly out the wazoo. Yeah, it's kind of. I give them credit. I mean, that's a smart way, and other people have done this too of, of uh, keeping this game alive. Exactly. They have all these Monopoly versions for sports teams and for college campuses, you know, to be like, you know, Penn State Monopoly, UNC yeah. Monopoly, Notre Dame Monopoly, you know. So I guess, that, you know, for people that are obsessive about their, whether, whether it be their sports team or their college or their whatever, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Monopoly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. All this sort of funny, uh, funny marketing stuff, but... You know, kind of smart. So it wouldn't. I guess it wouldn't surprise me if Monopoly sells more than we think it does. But I would, I would, I would imagine that the bulk of that income segment really comes from Magic. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But um, so yeah, w- w- I guess Hasbro's doing well, and 
they're going to be uh, blowing it up with uh, War of the Spark coming out soon. I think they're the hype train is so it's it's such high speed. It's the, oh, the, for, the for, for force, the yeah. high speed rail train hype train. Yeah, yeah. The, the bullet train of uh, yeah, hype. So it's, it's intense. So I know the they had sold today and uh, the Mythic Edition online on uh, eBay today. And uh, so the, the, they went on sale at 3 p.m. today, and uh, I had set myself a reminder, and I had promptly ignored the reminder. <laughs> so I, I went back to look online to see if there were still some available, thinking it would be like the um, like uh, Allegiance Mythic Edition, sure. you know. I was like, oh, I'll go, maybe I'll get some in the evening. So I, I checked at 7 p.m., and uh, the cheapest box for sale at 7 p.m., was already a reseller trying to sell it for 500 So <laughs> people trying to go for the insta-flip. And um, and uh, apparently the the sales metrics were off the chain for, for eBay. And uh, the uh, apparently they had they had said that there were initially going to be 12,000 units. I don't know if you remember this. We talked about yeah, it last yep, week. There was they, a, yeah, it was going to be a set. Yep, they were uh, going to ratchet it back, yep. ratchet it back from, from their... Their uh, their bungle during uh, miss, uh, during um, Ravnica Allegiance, yep. and uh, turns out they were not true to their word in that regard. They uh, they what they ended up actually doing was not selling twelve thousand units, but selling twenty nine thousand. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we made a, a little math error there in our calculations <laughs> of how many we would sell. Uh, it was a little more than a 100% increase in what we originally stated. <laughs> so, but uh, the funny thing is, they, they, um, the eBay apparently the eBay had sold had tried to put through about 50,000 orders, and wow. uh, so 21,000 or something, some such had to be uh, 21,000, I believe, was the number of orders that had to be canceled. So it was uh, it was an intense buyout of that um, War of the Spark Mythic Edition, and um, you know for obvious reasons I think you wanted it, I wanted it. You know it was like oh I would have liked to scarf a box of that, but uh, missed my chance. Quite simple. Yep, yep, same here. I guess you know sometimes uh, just showing up is the way to win, and we uh, we, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know. <laughs> So we'll see. You can't get them all. You know what? I, I I comfort myself in the fact that there will be other products that you know. Was it oh, not yeah. to uh, to uh, take it slow on the product release cycle? So you know. So I didn't get Mythic Edition. Maybe I'll get uh, you know Modern Horizons. Maybe that'll be a box to you know. Sure. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. But uh, it's hard to deny a, a known alternate art Jace. Uh, Papa Jace and the Ugin, yeah. but uh, that's where all that value is. But um, oh well, we'll see. Uh, I, you we'll know, see. you know, who knows? Maybe they'll do another round of printing for this. You know, you never know. It, it, it. I, I could see it happening. You know, you never know. Yeah. So. But um, eh, what are you gonna do? Yep. Eh, just like you said, there'll be something else coming up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I guess uh you know speaking about War of the Spark I mean um just to just to look in on the the War of the Spark uh market at the moment you know as we said before uh you know the, this is a time when the the prices on the single cards are all kind of in flux they're, yes, they're be careful. up and down tread with caution yes I think 
as we had uh, predicted, I know you definitely mentioned this, that the uh, the Liliana Dreadhorde General is uh, one of the ones at the top of the chart here, going for about 30, uh, as well as Nicol Bolas, Dragon God, also 30. So those are the two uh, two Ooh, highest winner. cards at the at the moment. Yep. Uh, number three is Gideon Blackbade Blade at uh, about twenty. Okay. Now, the, have, uh, is War of the Spark available online yet? I, I saw something about uh, Play Now War of the Spark. It is. Know. Yes, it is oh available online. God. You can do. You can okay. <laughs> so you can do a sealed event of that for. Uh, I think it's two thousand gems, oh or my. you can do a. Is it a draft? No, a sealed draft of it. Uh, there's another type of event you can do. Okay. Some sort uh, and that one's 1,500 gems. Oh, so it's a lot of gems. So there's Yeah, there's nothing at the moment you can do to pay in gold to play uh, with War of the Spark cards. I see. I guess it's, it's all gem-related at yeah. the moment. The only draft going on now is for Ravnica Allegiance, you know, the regular. Okay. Style. Gotcha. So I... I think that's kind of crummy, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I wasn't as excited about the allegiance really. I I, I will say I, I haven't really yeah, I so fell out of arena for a while. I haven't really made any new decks. I've been very uh, very uh, remiss in my deck construction lately. I need to get I back in the game. You know, I've, I've still been making decks. Uh, I did. I've, I've actually, I maxed out the number of decks that I, that you can make. Uh, Whoa! There's a maximum. I didn't. There's a maximum that. of sixty decks that you can make. Whoa, you're like, yeah. I didn't think there would be. You know, why should there be a max? I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I think that's dumb. It's like, uh, I can't imagine why there needs to be a max, but. I don't. Because, know. like, I am sure one of the the benefits of arena is being able to make multiple decks. And I know I like to try sometimes like, well, what if I have a variant on this deck and I just swap out, you know, maybe five cards or less, you know, does it, does it yeah, perform much better? So yeah. I'll copy the deck and then just switch a couple cards. Yeah. And try again. You're right. And in real life, could you imagine if you were limited to 60 decks? How many, you know, Absolutely, yeah. God, there's no so, way. Yeah. I, I've definitely maxed out. So, you can do Sealed War of the Spark right now for 2,000 gems, which is a lot, or Traditional Draft War of the Spark for 1,500 gems. Uh, that's the best of three BS that takes forever, isn't it? Uh, it I, is, yeah, yes. Really Sealed uh, play best of three game matches. Gosh, I don't care for that online. That's a it, long, long time. It's a slog through that. I, I, in real life, I almost like best of three better, but online it just feels too long. Too I just long. feel like I want to move oh, on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah. So I think that's, I don't know, it's kind of feels a little cheesy to me that the only way you can play with these things is by spending gems on it. Well, I guess that's how they're going to make most of their money, I would imagine. You know, in the first Although, two weeks of any of your winnings now, whenever you win a pack, they will be War of the Spark packs. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So you can still still get some packs uh, alternate ways, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I guess one other thing to mention about the arena too: if you have a Twitch Prime account, you can get a free Boros deck uh, for Arena by signing into that. Okay. I know that we have some okay cards in it. Okay, 
I probably won't bother, but uh, but it's kind of a cool cool concept. The uh, I know you have uh, Amazon Prime, correct? Yes, I do. So you also have Twitch Prime for free. So sure. you actually already have that. So yep, and I, I did. Guess. I went and I claimed my deck. And did you really? Yep. Was it relatively easy to do, or was it kind of a pain in the pretty, front? Well, the only pain was I, I hadn't, didn't remember my Twitch, uh, <laughs> a Twitch uh, password. I don't I think to, I know mine either. <laughs> I had to get that reset, but once I got that done, it wasn't wasn't too bad. So funny! It's like I never used Twitch. I, I, you know, no. that's the, I think that's a generational thing. Like I don't know personally anyone who watches Twitch. Do you know anyone who does? Uh, maybe no. C two. Maybe C two does. But, uh, I mean, I don't know anyone who does, but it's apparently very busy. Like, people yeah. go nuts for that stuff. So I think that may be a generational thing that we just don't, we don't get it. We, we don't get it. Yeah, because yeah, for our viewers, we are old, but we are also very good looking. So <laughs> It balances out. It, it does balance out. Because <laughs> yeah, even like looking at Twitch as I log on, it says all these categories, and they're all game categories like Overwatch, Mortal Kombat, League of Legends, and then it has all these streamers recommended for you. Yeah. And like you said, I, I honestly have no interest in watching any of these guys. It sort of seems funny. It's like, why would I spend an hour watching someone play a game when I could just play the same damn game? Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, I could play the game they're playing. Why would I watch them play? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it. I mean, no. unless you know, I, I watch something because I, I either I'm learning something or or I'm seeing new content. But honestly, I, I don't want to watch a watch this. Like you said, I rather it's the same thing with like sports. I, I'd rather actually play the sport than watch somebody else play the sport. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not in that. Uh, I I I, I agree. It's an odd thing. I just don't get it. But like I said, it yeah. may be, you know. Maybe so get better. your free deck if you want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitch Prime or Twitch whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool. Um, I think that might be about all I've got for the week. It was sort of a, a, a news blasty week. and It was very a, newsy. So um, I'm trying to think what else. So uh, obviously War of the Spark comes out this coming weekend. Uh, get hyped. First, get hyped. Yeah. Get hype, go spend all your money. <laughs> Hurry! Uh, yeah, the release will, will happen. Uh, I'm sure it'll be lots of products sold. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, the other thing I was going to mention, talking about Arena, um, there was an article about the first ever Mythic Championship on Arena is coming up in June. So okay. June 21st to 23rd. So you could watch it. I'm sure someone's going to be streaming it or whatever. Uh, or qualify yourself. <clears throat> so the grand prize is $750,000, I believe. Uh, Too bad poor you, you can't get a, his face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could still sneak in, though. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he'll find a way to cheat himself in. He could he'll, he'll hack his <laughs> Cheat himself into play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, search for a target cheater card and put it into the battlefield (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this one is going to have 32 players of the best players in the world from the Magic Pro League competing against 20 challengers 16 of whom are going to qualify through MTG Arena play Uh, oh okay here we go first prize is $100,000 
Everyone else who's invited gets 7500 just for qualifying. Wow, that's pretty pretty juicy. So the first, second, third, fourth place have sizable payouts, 100000 80000 60000 and 40000 respectively. Um, the the only thing that, that I thought I felt a little bit, I don't know, skeptical about, I guess, was that first of all, uh, some of these slots are already, already done. It's going to be these pro league guys who are automatically get in. Uh, then there's, so that leaves 16 slots that are up to you. Okay. So these 16 slots, though, guess what? Uh, it's too late. <laughs> oh, really? If you wanted to think that you're going to be in there, uh, it's too late than that. Oh, because my Because this is how it's going to be picked. It's going to already be picked from the top 1,000 ranked players from March and April. So those 1,000 people will compete in a qualifier event in the end of May. And then based on that, you know, they'll go on to the the Mythic Championship. Okay. So, I don't know. I I felt that, I I don't know if that was made here before the event. That would have made sense to do that, but you're probably right. It probably wasn't. I don't think that was known before. It seems like that was an after effect that, uh, well, this is how we're going to see that first, uh, you know, uh, first bunch of of people to compete is uh, we're going to look at records from these months. It's kind of a shame. (laughs) I, I feel that, you know, well, I don't, gosh, I don't even think, I don't even think these, these 32 pros should get automatic buys in. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think if you're going to make this a Mythic Champions event based on MTG Arena, open it up to everybody on Arena and have a monster yes. you know, competing event. Like a, like a giant brawl. Exactly. I mean, it would be, it's no different, I guess, really. Well, I guess volume-wise, but the same concept of what, of any of these Grand Prix or anything. You have... Exactly. Yeah, you have, uh, you know, matches that you play, you look at the records, and those people, you know, continue up the ladder. Yep, it makes sense to do it that way. That's the meritocratic method, which I am always a fan of. Yeah. Yep. Uh, none of this, you know, none of these buys or anything like that. You just, it's it's based on the record. And, you know, that's the, the huge bonus of online. You can do these matchmaking things. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's 100%. what the technology is all about. <laughs> yeah, I am. I totally agree with you. You're 100 percent correct. I mean, there's there's no reason not to. Which which begs the the question that you know, obviously they're not. My guess would be that they're not. Don't have that set up yet, or, or not to that level uh, of hosting a, a a competition of that size online. Maybe, but that seems really weak. Although, granted, maybe I'm expecting too much from them because this is Wizards of the Coast. So they. I mean, maybe they maybe they can, or or maybe the other thing is too. I'm, I'm sure this probably plays into it as well. They say, well, oh, you know, these uh, 32 pros are our kind of poster kids for the game, so we want to make sure we still have a, a spotlight on some of them. And maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We wanna, you know, we'll be following some of their matches, and we'll we'll see how they're doing. 
that that could be maybe some rain, name recognition or something. Exactly. So uh, you know, Yuya is out there. He's kicking ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> or maybe not anymore. But he maybe his uh, his brother is or uh, <laughs> team team cheaty faces is out there competing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's funny. Yeah, I I don't know. I always think it's kind of cheesy that they. So these guys just get auto auto buys into these kind of events, but yeah, I, I, you know, I agree. Make it a real tournament that's hosted online to 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 show what the product actually is. It, exactly, it gives you a good way to showcase it to a lot of people. I think it generates a lot of interest, or maybe at least a little bit more. Because then you could say to yourself, you know what? I'm just Joe Schmo, and I actually could have a chance to play in this tournament. Exactly, I could actually yes. Exactly. Uh, maybe maybe I'm out right away. That's fine, you know. Still cool though. Yeah. But no, no. <laughs> so so much for that. <laughs> no, I guess uh, I guess it's not really a tournament for everybody. Uh, just uh, almost people. everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Certain certain people especially, but maybe the rest of us could join. Yeah. Maybe if you were super lucky <laughs> during uh. <laughs> Uh, April and uh, uh, March and April, you you could get into it, <laughs> but <laughs> probably not. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see how how that sort of stuff moves along over time. I actually would anticipate them having more open series, realistically. I would, yeah, I would expect that as well. I would see more open series. I would see more events. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very good. Um, so anything else you got anything I, I more think, no i think that's about it we'll uh we'll be back at you soon enough though one yeah i think sure. uh now we'll always be making new product always selling new stuff and we'll always have some stuff to report on absolutely and i think um we'll, we'll have to do some more follow-up here on the, the the war of the spark fallout and see um where yeah. the prices go and how that affects everything else on the market um Absolutely. In the next couple of weeks. And definitely we'll check back on our predictions and see how they did. Yep, I'm kind of curious to see how it goes. Yeah, I think that Liliana is definitely just going to keep going up. But She's a pricey little girl already. <laughs> yep, or at least stay the same. But I don't think yeah. she's going to drop anyway. Yeah, maybe no time soon. So, so yeah, go out, go to your, your release and... Uh, Buy some more product and make wizards happy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Praise the supreme overlords. Feed them your cash. Exactly. Give, <laughs> lay down your singles before the Coco loss. And <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He wants your singles, not your cards, <laughs> just your dollars. <laughs> he cares nothing for your loyalty, just your money. <laughs> Very good. He's he's ready to activate his amass ability of amass dollars. <laughs> amass cash hoard. <laughs> exactly. Funny. Oh goodness. Well, with that, uh, as we always say, may your picks always be profitable, and I hope so in your in your War of the Spark uh, picks and and drafts and whatever events you uh, compete in. So. Very good. Take care. Take care, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.